You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm over in the stateside. I'm speaking to an absolutely amazing duo. I've been listening to them for a fair few months now when I was first introduced to them. They're called The Imaginaries. Now, it consists of Maggie and Shane. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you both doing? We're good. We're doing really well. It's it's early here in the States, but we're super excited to be talking to you. Now, you're based over in, what, Oklahoma? Yes, we're based in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean... I'm here in the UK and it's what five five hours difference so you've you've had to get up a bit early for you know to have a chat with me and I really really appreciate it so I want to say thank you guys for doing this and I can't wait to get to know more about you and the music absolutely we're happy to be here so we're into the Christmas period at the moment we're just for context, for people who might be listening to this in a couple of months, couple of weeks, however long it is, we're talking on Friday the 10th of December. It's so close to Christmas. I'm so excited. I know. We were just talking. Oh, my gosh. It's only 15 days till Christmas. It's crazy. I mean, we're also getting close to 2022. It, it's The years are flying by, particularly since this kind of... I'm not going to talk about it much, don't worry. But this kind of like pandemic and this COVID period is kind of hit. It's been almost two years now. And I can't wait to no. finally see some form of like normality. I mean, here in the UK, it's up and down like no tomorrow. I don't know what it's like in Oklahoma for you guys. Um, but I can imagine it's not been easy. And I can imagine things, you know, are starting to look up again. Yeah, just like everyone else, you know, it's been it's been a season for sure. And we're excited to come out of that. And um, we're just grateful for what we have been able to do. And and we've definitely kept ourselves busy during this time and are looking forward to what lies ahead. But it is crazy. The time has flown by. That's for sure. Now, I've got to say, because I've just started us off talking about Christmas, you're, you're releasing Christmas Town, and it is such, it's such an amazing song. The video for it as well is just out of this world. It's it's so professionally done. It is just such a joy to watch and to you feel engaged into it. I mean, when the kids walking through the shop, I mean, over here in the UK, we've got loads like thrift shops and uh, charity shops here, and we mm-hmm. we sell a load like board games. Now, board games always seem to be kind of kind of not as popular these days because with yeah. technology with iPads, iPhones, um, tablets in general. But when I saw that the start sequence to the music video and the kids pulled down this Christmas town um, board game and driving your infamous, you know, blue wagon, it is it's just so it's it's so lovely to see. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we put a lot of time and energy and thought and planning into the song Christmas town and also the video. And we, we have an amazing team that we've collaborated with on this video and last year's Christmas video for hometown Christmas, our original song. Uh, We partnered with our video director, Reagan Elkins with Intelego media 
here in Oklahoma. He's an incredible director and has a great crew that we worked with on the production. And then also the, the Chickasha Economic Development Council, they made this happen and, and we loved filming the video and videos all in the town of Chickasha, Oklahoma. And we just, uh, it's important for us when we're brainstorming about our music video concepts to let ourselves dream big. And so we always do that. And surprisingly, a lot of the time we get to do the big concepts. And that's what's so great about working with Reagan is no matter what the budget is, he can help us bring our ideas to life. And uh, we're so proud of how this one turned out and very excited for the world to see it. Now, looking through, because we, we as like presenters, we as podcasters, radio radio people in general, we get these um, press scripts, these press releases, and it tells us a bit about the song. It tells us a bit of like a backstory. And when you read through it, I mean, I, I've, I've always been very transparent on this show. You know, I'll say exactly what we get and how we get it and, you know, talk through it. Because these, these press releases, these EPKs, everything that we get as pre uh, presenters are amazing. They are great to see and it should be shared with the world because so much effort goes into them. And I've got to say, looking through like, the backstory to Christmas Town, to see the fact that you've it was co-written with Jeff is just... It must it must feel like a weird sensation in a sense, you know, the fact that he's worked with like Kenny Rogers, and you you must have heard so many random stories whilst you've been co-writing. Yes, um, Jeff Silbar is an amazing songwriter, and I originally connected with him um, back when I was twenty years old. I was signed to Shawnee Records, and. Um, that at the time I was doing blues rock music and this was a solo album that I was working on. And the label told me that, that I had some good songs, but I needed to work with some songwriters. And so they connected me with Jeff Silbar and it was like, you know, we had a, we had a connection, a lifetime connection at that point. And I've been working with Jeff and Maggie has been working with Jeff for years. Um, we originally first collaborated in 2012 we wrote a song called first thing on my Christmas list. And this was prior to the imaginaries even being, you know, a band or anything like that. Cause we didn't start the imaginaries until 2018, but that's collaborating on Christmas music is something Maggie and I have done together for years, but we've also collaborated with Jeff and he's, he is an incredible writer and he's, he's worked with so many great artists and, you know, he wrote the song, you're the wind beneath my wings. I and mean, he's won a Grammy for that. And, uh, he just always brings really great ideas to the table and that we knew that he would he would help us elevate this idea of Christmas town that we had for the song. So we're really, really happy to have had the chance to work with him on this. And we did it all via Zoom. So crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, because even that in itself, because we're talking via Zoom at the moment and it's amazing mm -hmm. the fact that. I mentioned the COVID pandemic at the start and as bad as it has been, it's also opened up so many new avenues because I never used to use Zoom before, but using Zoom Same myself has opened up this world. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you guys who are in Oklahoma and it's amazing to hear, you know, it's the clarity. It's almost like you sat right in front of me and I know it's amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather, you know, be sat right in front of you guys, but 
Sure. I'd sooner take this than nothing at all. Yeah, for sure. Now, when it comes to... I, I was having a look through your Spotify earlier, and the number of listens already on Christmas Town is out of this world. You know, over 100,000, coming up to 200,000 listens. That must be weird. It's it must crazy. Be it's super weird. I mean, we feel like we're getting more streams on our Christmas music than on our debut album, but um, we, we, we've we landed in some cool holiday Spotify playlists, so we think that has something to do with it. But um, there is something interesting that happens with holiday music. You know, people people want to listen to it, and I think they're a little bit more open to checking out, you know, original stuff and, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Maggie? Yeah, I think just the fact that it's a, a new original Christmas song, maybe the video has something to do with it. Um, you know, we collaborated with our animator friend, James Lopez. I'm not sure if you researched any about him, but he's an incredible artist and he um, used to work for Disney full time and has, you know, drawn some of our favorite iconic Disney characters. And so um, to have him a part of the project, I think added some, um, you know, credibility to it as well. And Emily Sutton, she is a local meteorologist here in Oklahoma. Um, she's a part of the video as well, which is really cool. So just to have all these different people involved and uh, have them share it to their audiences definitely makes a difference. But I think the streams definitely have a lot to do with the Christmas playlist that the song has got gotten added to. I mean, you don't just get added to a Christmas playlist for the sake of it. You know, it has to be a great song. And Christmas Town really is. It just adds that kind of element. I mean, when you watch the music video and the very, very first scene is of a weather channel, of a... Uh, weather screen and they're talking about you know hot temperatures i mean here in the uk it's always really cold it's always like 20 30 degrees fahrenheit you know talking oh, wow. about zero wow. six degrees uh zero to six degrees celsius and it's it's, wow. it's always like that apart from you might get one week in summer where it might get to about 30 degrees you know celsius that's a uh, quick mass what 60 uh, 70 about 70 80 degrees fahrenheit that's the hottest that will get yeah. ever. Wow. And, you know, for us, when you look at screens where it's saying 95, going towards the hundreds, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely <laughs> crazy. And I spent a bit of time in Texas where it's been, you know, regularly over 100, 110 degrees. And you you you, you struggle. And you guys mm. must be so used <laughs> to it at times. I mean, aircon must be amazing. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which... Um, the high in Oklahoma today is going to be 78 degrees Fahrenheit. So Crazy. if that tells you anything. And tomorrow. and then tomorrow it drops off to 40 degrees. So we have crazy weather here, man. Crazy weather. I mean, you just wait for it and it's going to change at any given moment. <laughs> it's so but yeah, when we, it is. When we filmed the Christmas Town video, we actually filmed over the summer to give us enough time to to get it all edited and put together, there's actually quite a bit of uh, post-production that went into this video. And um, when we filmed, it was at the end of July and it literally was that hot. And it was one of the hottest days of the summer. Uh, well, 
we filmed, I think, two days for the shoot and it was in the hundreds. And so it was really funny because we were filming a Christmas video. Yeah. <laughs> and it was dying of heat stroke at the same time. <laughs> it must be. I mean, how, how do you guys celebrate Christmas then? You know, what is like your go-to thing? Because over here, obviously, it's always snow or rain. Good old England. It's always raining here. Um, but what well, what's it like for you at Christmas? You know, what's your go-to thing? Well, the weather is always unpredictable. Sometimes it could be 70 degrees and sometimes we get snow. A lot of the times we get ice, <laughs> which is not, not fun, but... Um, we just, you know, our families are both here in Oklahoma. We love spending time with our families on Christmas and, uh, just having some real downtime with family, reconnecting with friends and, you know, just taking time to relax. Cause we don't do that enough, especially after this crazy year we've experienced. And so we're really looking forward to that. And my mom and I always make Christmas cookies every year and decorate them together. That's something we love to do. We love watching the all the movies that are on TV, the Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. And, you know, my, my very favorite Christmas movie is The Santa Claus, uh, the original with Tim Allen. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That is brilliant. <laughs> I mean... She given things that... Yeah, just you like to- I just like to sleep. That's all. <laughs> well, like finally get a chance. Particularly because you've got you celebrate Thanksgiving. It's something that we don't really have as a tradition here in the UK, but you get to celebrate okay. Thanksgiving, which is the last Thursday of November. And yes, you know, from then onwards, it's a case of just eating and celebrating and spending time with family. And I always love that. I always love that kind of concept and that you know the idea of tradition and absolutely you know when you talk about you know baking cookies with your mum or mom it's it's so amazing it's so lovely to hear it really is oh yeah it's fun and it's important to take time to do things like that even though it may seem really small it's it's actually pretty significant so um we're looking forward to some more downtime with family for sure so we just mentioned about like Hallmark movies. Now, mm-hmm. some 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 bigs happened for you guys, you know, in regards to Hallmark movies. Do you want to tell us what? Yeah. So the past few years, we've had a few of our original holiday Christmas songs on different Hallmark Christmas movies, which is really cool. And this year, something really cool happened. Um, you know, we both have released five solo records before we put the Imaginaries album out. And this year there's a movie called One December Night that has aired at least maybe eight times and it's going to air maybe four more through Christmas Day. It's starring Peter Gallagher and Bruce Campbell. And uh, they're quite the pair. And it's actually a really great movie i encourage everyone to watch it it's got a great story and very unique you don't really know where it's going like a lot of these hallmark movies but um they actually perform my original song from my last solo record called coming home 
And so they re-recorded the song and they perform it in the final scene at the concert at the end of the movie. And they also wrote it into the script. Like earlier in the movie, they're talking about the the song and arguing about, oh, well, that's why you mess up coming home. <laughs> and it's hilarious. So cool. I, I had no idea how in, integral the song was um, as a part of the script and a part of the story. There is uh, one other featured song called One December Night which is the same title as the movie that's also performed at the concert, but it's just that and my song coming home and what a cool thing to, you know, sit down with my family and Shane and, and just watch this and, you know, experience someone like Peter Gallagher actually performing my song. Uh, he actually is singing on it. He's actually a, a real singer and musician. I am going to be honest. I don't know if Bruce Campbell is actually singing, but I think maybe not. I think it's someone else's voice, but still, um, what a cool opportunity. Exactly. I mean, how, how do those opportunities come about then? You know, how did, how did it all start? You know, did somebody approach you saying that we love this song? Can we put it on our film? Or did you kind of like throw it out to the ether and, I can't hope that somebody will pick it up or was it just by coincidence? Well, um, it is from us pitching the songs and meeting people along the way. And they first started using our songs when we met a producer who was working on a few different Hallmark Christmas movies. And he asked his team if they could use, if they would put some of our songs in. And they did. And so that kind of started it. And then this opportunity came from a music supervisor friend who we've known for years. And he happened to be working on the movie and asked me and Shane to send over any songs that we felt could work. And so yeah. at first, of course, all of our Christmas songs, because it's a Christmas movie, right? You would yeah. think that would be the ones that got picked, but he then asked us, okay, now I want you to send me anything that you think could be considered a hit song. Cause he said, they've got this song, you know, you know, in the movie and right now what they have is, is not a hit song. <laughs> so <laughs> he said, we've got to find a better song. And, and so we sent him probably a dozen of mm. our most popular songs and coming home was actually the very first one on the list in the in the Dropbox link, <laughs> yeah. and so I they really liked that one. And it's not necessarily a Christmas song, but the sentiment of coming home definitely works during the holidays. So all they did they copied my recording and just added jingle bells. They added sleigh bells, and all of a sudden <laughs> it's a Christmas song. <laughs> Well, that's it. I mean, as long as the meaning's there behind the song, you know, the actual interpretation of the lyrics, because we all interpret, you know, interpretate sure. songs differently. And, you know, if, if we can make, you know, a circle peg fit into a square hole if need be. And when it fits, it fits. And coming home, I'm, I'm, that's so brilliant. It's so great to hear. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There's just some songs that just come to you and you just have to, uh, you know, take the time to sit down and 
and flesh it out. That one I wrote after we had been in LA, you know, we lived there for about six years. And during one of my trips coming to Oklahoma to visit, I don't think we had officially moved back yet. Um, I had written that song after getting off the airplane and just, um, walking outside and just feeling completely refreshed and calm and just at home. And so that's, that song came and I wrote it in about 20 minutes. It was crazy. Sometimes that's how it happens. Well, that's it. You know, sometimes things just come out of thin air and just end up on paper or end up on as a voice note. How, how do you do it normally? Do you do it on a piece of paper or do you do it through your phone on voice notes? I, I do both. You know, I think I wrote down the lyrics for this one and was singing the melody and then just recorded it into my phone. And then when I got to a piano, then I hashed out the chords and the key and everything. But every song's different. You know, I'll sometimes I'll start at the piano. Shane will typically start a song on the guitar but not always. Sometimes, you know, like this one, just a melody and lyric idea starts the whole thing. It's so good. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, it's you guys are starting to really hit hit the mainstream. You know, Hallmark movies, amazing videos, amazing music. And you've been doing festivals as well. I mean, you did the Festival of Light, which is reading through it. I wish I was over in the States just to see this yeah it's a beautiful experience um the festival of light is one of the top 10 light displays in the united states and it's amazing it's in the city of chickasha oklahoma and that's where we filmed christmas town and shane actually graduated from high school in chickasha so there's some real ties to the town and uh the Festival of Light is just a really awesome experience for the whole family. And every year it gets better and better. They've got an ice skating rink. They've got sleigh rides. Uh, they've got Santa. Um, it's it's beautiful. They start decorating the park in the fall, like, like early, early yeah. fall in yeah, September early fall. because it takes so much time it's all volunteer base yeah, like every single tree in the park has thousands of lights on it it's pretty crazy yeah it's very very beautiful but they've been doing this now for 30 years and it's kind of become part of Chickasha's identity and part of the reason for partnering with the edc is they they want a, a further reach you know outside of just people in oklahoma to to hear about Chickasha being kind of the christmas town you know and uh, there's a little bit of history there, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if you read about this, but um, there is was a man there who was a professor who, um, through some research, they kind of discovered that he was he originally kind of was the first person to make a leg lamp. He was a professor, and he had this leg lamp that he created that was in his classroom. And the story is that one of his students went on to work on um, a Christmas story, the movie. And so now, kind of paying homage to him, uh, Chickasha has a 40-foot inflatable leg lamp that they put down at the end of Main Street next to the giant Christmas tree, which has also attracted a lot of people to Chickasha and is also kind of further, you know, um, put it in the lane of being Christmas town, you know. 
Yeah, so. it's pretty funny. People are driving from all over, you know, they're driving from, I mean, and flying even. People yeah. have flown in to see it from all over the place. It, it's quite the sight, I, I will say. <laughs> I mean, I've got a picture of it up here because when you, when you read about, you know, a massive leg lamp or, you know, you hear people talking about it, you just can't really picture it. I urge everybody just to search leg lamp, Chickasha, you know, Oklahoma, and it'll come up. And it is just such, it's a vision. It really is. I mean, just to see one of those randomly pop up, which is, it's so <laughs> iconic. It really is. It, it is. It's so fun. Last year we played a concert after the Christmas parade right in front of it. So the Fragile box was our backdrop to our show. <laughs> that is brilliant. So I mean, I love, yeah for the Christmas actual like parade as well, the money from tickets go to something really special and it goes to the soup kitchen and life skills institute and that is that to me really does kind of like embody the spirit of christmas as well you know taking yeah. money um from people that are going to witness this you know attraction you know see people performing see just seeing the leg lamp i mean i'd pay fifty dollars i'd pay a hundred dollars to see that and <laughs> you know the fact that a hundred percent of the proceedings go to the soup kitchen and to the Life Skills Institute is just, it, it, it makes it, it really does. Yeah, it was really special. Uh, we performed that concert last weekend and it it was, it's very meaningful for us for the proceeds to go to help people because like you said, it, especially at this time of year, it really embodies the spirit of Christmas and you know, what, what this season is all about and love and giving back and faith and community and all of those things. And so that was really important for us for that to happen. And we're happy to be able to be a part of giving back in that way. By any chance, you know, how much was raised in total from that thing or was it, or is it still unknown yet? Um, I, I know we sold at least 200, maybe 250 tickets. So, um, and tickets were only $10 a pop. So somewhere around that, somewhere around 2,500, I think would be a, a nice guess. Yeah. I mean, $2,500, you know, just from the, you know, from the get go, from what you've, what you've brought in is just, Oh, that is that. I, I'm. This is a audio podcast and audio show, and people will be able to see this. But I'm, I, I can struggling to not smile here because it's just it's Christmas all over. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it it's really cool. We're happy that the community, you know, supported the event and and uh, like I said, extremely happy to be able to give back and and make a meaningful impact. For sure. Now, I just want to go away from Christmas just a little bit. And I want to okay. focus on you two. How did you guys actually meet? Like, when? How, what's the story behind that? That's a great story. So, yeah. So, uh, Maggie and I actually met through music. I mean, if it wasn't for music, we would have never met. So, back in 
when I was 16, I, I kind of had my first band together in Oklahoma and I would go to blues jams because I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma that didn't have music in school. There wasn't anybody that was my age that was serious about music. Yeah. And uh, met this keyboard player named Jim Robinson at this, at, at this blues jam. And he recorded on my first record. Um, we've stayed in touch. We stayed in touch for years. I had a period of time where I got signed by a manager and I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota worked with a manager that was managing Johnny Lang and uh, Susan Tedeschi, Double Trouble, Stevie Ray Vaughan's backing band. Um, eventually went on to get to open for B.B. King and, and made a record with Double Trouble. But back in, in, in fast forwarding to 2004, I moved back to Oklahoma and put a band back together and I had a show and my keyboard player said, Hey, I'm teaching piano lessons to this girl and she'd love to get an opportunity to, to like open for another act. And, you know, she's just played at like coffee shops and stuff. And that's how Maggie and I met. She opened a show for me and, um, she was really great. She was definitely, you know, uh, a little bit shy at the time. I was 16. <laughs> yeah. You're 16. And, um, anyways, that's how we met. And, you know, we, we knew each other for a while. We started dating when she was 19 and then We've been married now for 10 years. How quickly time flies. It I flies. Know. So, I mean, if it wasn't for music, we would have really never met. We would have had no reason to cross paths. So pretty crazy. I mean, when we look at life, you know, it's always one of those things that we all make a decision. We all, you know, sometimes just take a chance. You know, somebody says, would you like to try, you know, this person or this person or just by saying yes, you never know where life's going to take you. You know, if for those listening and you're worried about making a decision or, you know, choosing, you know, somebody to be in a band or to, you know, go down a certain road or catch a certain bus. I mean, there's films called like Sliding Doors or The Butterfly Effect where certain decisions are made mm -hmm. and changes the courses of history. Crazy. Absolutely. It's always crazy, but proof, proof in the pudding, you know, just by one chance. Absolutely. And you've been happily married. Well, I say happily married. Are you happily married? <laughs> yes, we are. It's been quite the adventure. Um, you know, we have our days just like any couple, but it's so cool to be able to do music together and have this mutual understanding of what our music means to each other and what it means to us as a couple. And it's really special because... A lot of um, people who are not musicians and um, serious about it like we are may not understand why or how we do certain things um, to the outside. You know, a lot of things that we do may seem kind of crazy, but to us, you know, it, it makes sense. We have to take a lot of risks. We have to do a lot of things that are uncomfortable, make sacrifices and... Um, Sometimes, you know, some we we live spontaneously. You have to be willing to do that. You know, if someone calls and there's an opportunity tomorrow and you have to go to L.A., you get on the plane and go. And that's how we are. And it, it's pretty special that we understand um, the, our love of music and what that means and we're our willingness to to do what it takes and really go for it so when it comes to performing songwriting and you don't feel free if you don't want to answer this you don't have to because you know obviously you sat right next to each other but have you ever written a song about you know the other person you know 
for you, Maggie, to Shane or Shane to Maggie that's both being, you know, lovey-dovey or on the opposite side, you know, like, rah, really angry for anything that might have happened? Yeah, actually, um, we released one recently called You Already Know that I wrote for her that basically my, my I played it for at her wedding. And it was just a song I wrote and never really I didn't really think we would ever release it you know what I mean because you know at the time I was I was really listening to a lot of soul stuff and and it had a you know it had an acoustic bass but it was very soulful and and, you know I had the song in the back catalog for for a long time and you know one thing we haven't talked about is you know our making our record in Muscle Shoals Alabama which was a really cool thing we can dive into that if you're if you're interested but certainly when we were working on a record yeah when we were working on a record down there we got to work with these amazing studio musicians, you know, the guitar player, Kelvin Holly had played with little Richard for 25 years. And, you know, he played with all these great musicians and we had booked four, four, day, four days of, you know, studio time. Yeah. And by day three, we already recorded 10 songs. I mean, it's amazing. And so on that day four, we had this whole studio booked and we had to go, well, what songs are we going to record today? You know? And we started thinking about some stuff. Maggie had a couple of songs. And I said, what if, what if we did, you already know, you know, remember that song? And, oh yeah. And so we just decided to record it and we kind of flipped it a little bit, made it into a duet. And uh, so that's one of them that comes to mind. Yeah. And we did a really fun 60s, 70s inspired music video for that one and put it out just in October. So yeah. Um, you know, early on when we were dating, um, you know, he wrote love songs for me and same vice versa. Maggie had a real great one called Fatal Attraction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Fatal Attraction. I don't know what that means, but I, yeah. serious. Uh, that one we don't need to talk about. But <laughs> fatal Attraction. Oh, I'm yeah. interested. Well, I am interested because there's the film yeah. Fatal Attraction, which is, if you haven't, if you don't know what Fatal Attraction is as a film, Either you're not old enough or you really need to broaden your movie knowledge. But yeah, go on. Tell me more about Fatal Attraction. So (laughs) I recorded my first um, record as a solo artist when I was in high school. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had I met Shane, but we weren't dating yet. But I was um, I was very I was already super attracted to him and and you know, falling for him, but it was in that weird stage of, I was in high school and he's an adult, you know? Yeah. So it's that age gap is a big deal at that, at that specific age, you know, three and a half years is not really anything, but at that time it's a big deal. But, um, you know, he, he kind of had this rock and roller, slight bad boy image and so i wrote that song fatal attraction <laughs> one day and put it on my record in high school uh, you'll never hear it i'm sorry <laughs> oh no you can't do that to me oh no but you, please you've got you've got to send me that you've got to privately i promise i won't play it out that, that just sounds so great i mean it, <laughs> part you know parts of me you can, you can see like the struggles the kind of like the you know, apprehension, you know, particularly being, you know, a young girl going to a, you know, young adult. And, right. you know, you can see the apprehension, but you can also see that kind of, 
you know, it's in movies all the time. And sometimes you just think that, oh, no, it's in the movies. It never happens to me. And it does. Things do happen. And, oh, it's just so sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have we obviously have songs uh that fill the gamut from fatal attraction to you already know <laughs> oh this this is the this is the side of artists you know particularly you know artists that are together you know being married this is the thing that i find really interesting you know how you can bounce off each other you know the good the bad the ugly everything that comes in between it's so it's so magical because you i can imagine there's you know certain song lyrics or like chord progressions that you'll do that you probably wouldn't have thought of if it wasn't for you know your other half saying oh well what about this and then you'd be like oh I, yeah. I never thought of that yeah for sure I mean collaborating together is definitely really magical like you said and at first it wasn't like we had to figure out how how we work together in a collaboration process and, you know, writing together was not natural at all for us when we first tried to write a song together. Yeah. And that was probably when I was about, probably when we started dating, I was 19 and uh, he was 21 or 22. And, you know, we both at that point had written a lot of songs on our own and with a, Shane with other people I hadn't really co-written that much with other people and so it was probably mostly me just being like set in my ways thinking that I had it all figured out but um when we first tried to write it was like ending in an argument instead of a song and we're like well then you know that didn't go so great because you add two people who have completely different ways of writing songs and then add in the fact that you're dating. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you maybe wouldn't say something uh, so polite that <laughs> you might say to someone else that you're co-writing with uh, who you're not dating. Like, I don't like that. You know, <laughs> you don't really say that, but we, I think said that to each other a couple times. So it took us a while, <clears throat> but now we've, we've gotten in a flow and we love writing together and you know Shane will start ideas and we'll finish them together I'll start ideas we'll finish them together but um really appreciate each other's input we just wrote a song this week with a friend and she and I had started it and uh Shane came in the second day to help us finish it and brought some really great chordal and melodic ideas that we hadn't even really explored and so you know having that extra set of ears and musical taste definitely uh is really a special thing and super helpful so we we've now kind of figured out how we how we write together well which is yeah, great how we how we can complement each other i think is is key what do you guys do then to kind of like separate? Because music in terms of the business, you know, writing songs to create something to eventually earn some money. Um, how do you guys separate, you know, your personal life away from the music side then? Is there anything in particular Gosh. It's hard. I mean, it kind of, it, it is who we are. So it is really difficult to separate our personal lives from the music. Um, I 
personally, more than Shane, struggle with that even more because I tend to take care a lot of of a lot of the business stuff. And so when we're not writing and recording and performing, I'm booking and, you know, negotiating and writing up contracts and doing all the booking and, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Um, so it is hard. And, you know, being an independent artist and a band is, it's just like, having your own startup. And so like as entrepreneurs, we're, you know, constantly on call and constantly, you know, having to get up early and do things and stay up late and do things and um, just be available at all times for when opportunity, um, when an opportunity is there. And so it is hard for me specifically. Shane does a better job at it. Um, I think that, um, for me, like one thing I love to do just to get away from it is I love to bake and I love to, um, experiment with new recipes, which is still like a creative thing mm-hmm. to do, but I love to do that. Um, Shane can tell you a little bit about his main hobby. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't what are we, well, like, that? how do you get away from How'd the music? You... Yeah. I mean, I just, I like to exercise. I like to, um, I mean, I'm, it's, it's easy for me to go, okay, I'm going to put eight hours in the studio and then I'm shutting down, you know, but like when I, I mean, I have a lot of hobbies, but you know, I love, I love, um, I got a hobby from my grandfather when I was really young. He, he was a collector of classic cars. So he left me quite a few of them when he passed away. And so I have a hobby of working on uh, a few classic car restorations that I'm working on currently. And you, you saw the truck in the Christmas town music video, that thing had set in the same place for 30 years. And I brought it back to life and uh, just left the cool old patina on the outside, but got the engine running and driving and, and made it a, you know, a, a usable vehicle again. Um, but it, that's a real fun thing for me. And I think it's just because I have those great memories of doing it with my grandpa. That this is the reason why I love it so much, you know? Well, going to that blue truck, you know, the all the outside the aesthetic of it, you know, you don't want to get rid of that because that's its life, you know, that's its battle scar, yeah. that's its its history. Absolutely. It's it's set out in the sun and the rain and the hail and the tornadoes and everything in Oklahoma in an Oklahoma field. Uh and it just sat there for a long time. But my grandpa used to use that truck. He used it for many years and then he just got sick and kind of parked it and uh went on to the next old car that's kind of how he that's kind of how he did it you know he yeah. he loved to collect uh, it was more about quantity than quality <laughs> yeah so he would always go to auctions and buy new ones and and uh, anyways but yeah that truck was always so cool and it actually had like a an ugly camper shell on the back of it took that off and then fixed it up and yeah i'm gonna leave I'm, we're leaving it just like it is you know just made it drivable and it's it's really a lot of fun that, that's amazing to hear i mean both you know both both of you you know the doing the trucks and the baking i mean that really ties in with the baking cookies with with your mom at christmas you know it, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing a bit of baking what's your kind of like go-to recipes maggie oh man i love um I make a oatmeal chocolate chip cookie that I love so much and I can make it all the time. And Shane, he's like, 
save half of the batter just for me to eat the batter. <laughs> he just wants the batter. The cookies when they're done. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to come to Oklahoma. I'm I'm gonna have to try these cookies because oh, that sounds amazing. If you want to gain like five pounds, just be around those cookies are coming out because they're it's that addicting. Like she'll put a giant bowl of them like on the table and you can't pass the table without grabbing a cookie. You know, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> it, it, it's life. You know, you've got to do it. If, yeah. Like we say, you know, you've got to take those choices. You've got to take those chances. And whilst there's a cookie there, you grab that cookie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we really want to come to the UK. I mean, it's been on our, our bucket list for many years. I've been all over Europe, but I never made it to the UK. And, you know, we want to hopefully get there at some point. Yeah, know? we'd love to play shows there. I have, I've never been and would love to. I mean, I'd love to visit just because. And then I'd also love to play there. So I hope that we can do that in the next couple of years. We'd love to. Oh, that'd be amazing. It'd be amazing to have you over. I mean... I love I love all your music, you know, both the country and the soundtrack stuff. I mean, listen to like the camp the camp Arrowhead stuff that you guys did, you know, earlier last year. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you. It's amazing. You know, you don't have to be a country fan just to appreciate your music. Thank you. Yeah, that movie came out Camp Arrowhead last August, and. Um, we're super excited because the same writer and director of that movie, and we've worked with him in, on many of his projects. There's a new movie coming out in April called A Cowgirl's Song, and Shane and I wrote and produced the entire soundtrack for the movie, and we're also co-starring in it with Cheryl Ladd, who's one of the, you know, original Charlie's Angels. She's amazing. Savannah Lee May and Darcy Lynn, who won Got Talent a couple of years ago. So we're so excited about this movie coming out and the soundtrack for it. We spent the entire last year writing the songs, producing the songs, shooting the movie, and we're still... Um, finishing up mixes and masters of the soundtrack versions. So um, super proud and can't wait for you guys to hear the soundtrack and see the movie coming soon. I cannot wait. Just cannot wait. You guys genuinely are nailing every single head, you know, just hitting, striking that with the hammer and just sinking every nail. Just brilliant. Killing it right now. Thank you. Thank you. It's an exciting time for sure. And, you know, we're really glad that we had the movie to work on, especially during this season of being cooped up. And, you know, it really gave us something to focus on and work on when we couldn't be touring. Um, and, you know, now we're starting to tour more. And this summer we started playing outdoor shows and had a very, you know, big tour this fall. And, of course, have some Christmas shows left for December, but, um, you know, last November, December, January, February, March, April, you know, we were still kind of on lockdown. And so it was really fun for us to get to really focus in on these songs for the movie and then shoot the movie in the summer. And it was just completed and, um, it's really exciting. We should have a release date um, early January, but it's looking like April 2022. So excited for you guys. 
absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. So, in terms of going back to a Christmas town, what's been the highlight of the whole recording process, the releasing process up to now? What has been the highlights for you? Well, I think that each each thing is equally as exciting to us like writing the song and then recording it and then doing the video each each thing is really exciting for us I love the entire process I really do and then ultimately getting to perform it live which is like bringing it all back around and uh, we got to do that. We performed it live at our show last weekend and we'll be doing it again. Yeah. This weekend with a full band um, and at our, you know, upcoming other Christmas shows, we're getting to perform it on different morning shows and uh, radio shows. So it's really fun. I, I love all the aspects of, of Christmas town and um, Shane, do you have a favorite part? I mean, I think I'm, I kind of agree. agree. I agree with you. I mean, it's hard to like. It's all creative, you know. Every step of it is is getting to use your creativity. So, um, it's really fun. I think the, I really enjoy the writing and recording process the most. That's kind of where I feel like I thrive in that world, and I'm so much more um, suited for that than I am for the business management side of things. Um, that's just the the brain I have, you know. So it was really fun to just see that song come to life from that idea. I mean, the song came from a conversation that we had with our music video director. And after last year, he said, you know, we just re we really want to brand the city of Chickasha as Christmas town and let people know that with the Festival of Light and this giant leg lamp and everything that they're doing, that this is such a great place for people to come and visit. And uh, I just want people to know that it's like Christmas town USA. And he said that to me. And my songwriter brain goes, okay, I know what the song for next year is going to be. And I held on to that title. I told Maggie, I said, I think we should write the song Christmas Town. And she goes, oh, okay, that's cool. And so we started the song. And then we got to a certain point and we invited our, our friend Jeff Silbar in to help us finish it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the creative fantastic. side of creative was my favorite. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Now, talking about creative side and... You know, we talk about, you know, creating this product, you know, uh, wonderful songs, you know, that go into films, that go into, you know, your own albums and EPs. Now, tell me about the title, you know, the title of you guys, The Imaginaries. How did that come about? Was it just a random, oh, let's be called this? Or was there a meaning behind it? Well, it's a, that's a very great story. I'm glad you asked. Um, the Imaginaries is, was something that Maggie really wanted to do way before we actually got around to doing it. And I'd mentioned earlier that we had this opportunity to go to Muscle Shoals. Well, the opportunity came because we we were we were submitted, uh, both of our solo music was put into a submission to be a part of this thing called the One Mic series. And what the One Mic series is, it is a this guy named John Cunaberti from the Bay Area, who is an, a fantastic producer and engineer, had this idea to do this thing with his son, who is also a filmmaker. And they wanted to go to legendary studios across the country. And they wanted to do one camera live take with an artist performing around one microphone. Mm -hmm. 
and start a YouTube series doing it. And since then, there's been a lot of people that have started their own one mic series, but John was the first to do this. And he asked Maggie and I if we wanted to be a part of uh, of this of the series, and you know he w- he had gone to like Electric Ladyland Studios in New York, and he had gone to Stax, and he had gone to all the different ones, and uh, he was coming to Muscle Shoals, and he said, "I'd love for you guys to be a part of the Muscle Shoals one mic series, but I have a problem. I like both of your music, but I only have one slot. Can you guys do something together?" And so John really was the person who kind of made us, I don't want to say, he, he kind of, he, he put it out there and said, okay, you guys have to collaborate now on something. And we were already collaborating. We were already writing songs together on each other's projects. We were backing each other up musically. We were doing Christmas music together. I mean, he just kind of helped push, give us that little nudge we needed to go, okay, let's do this thing. So at the time we had written the song Revival and we had the song Thinking About You which are both on the debut record. And we went to Muscle Shoals, uh, just Maggie and I, not really having a band, but we, we got to connect with these studio musicians there. And uh, this guy, Kelvin Holly, that I told you about earlier, he played guitar with Little, Little Richard for 25 years and just incredible musician. And he helped put the band together. And so we had these great, you know, studio guys and we got together and we rehearsed and then we went to the legendary muscle shoal sound and we did this session and it took about three hours to set up because when you're when you're performing around one microphone that picks up in a 360 degree radius the volume and the placement of where you're at in the room is the mix essentially yeah so it was an amazing experience it was very musical um we had been we were just so refreshed by it. We had made records kind of in the Pro Tools overdub track world, track-by-track track world. And it was just so refreshing to like make music in a room with other people and that be what you go in. You know, you go and cut the song and seven minutes later, you go in the control room and you listen to it. It's like, oh, cool, you know? And so we were so excited about that experience that we knew we wanted to maybe go back and make a record eventually. But... But After during that- yeah, during that time, you know, there was a, there was a period of time when when we had recorded the one mic stuff and it had not been released yet, and it was finished up. It was ready to be released, and John contacts us and says, "Hey guys, uh, going to be releasing these videos, and I want to know what the band's called. I mean, what do I put on the title here? So Is this Shane been- and Maggie? You know, yeah, we had been brainstorming for." a long time you know we didn't wait for him to say that we had been thinking about it for a long time trying to figure out oh my gosh what are we calling this because naming a band these days is like really difficult well, it's like crazy it's like you know you like you you find you we had like a, a dry erase board in our studio and we were brainstorming band names and you know we'd look one up and it's like oh now there's a band in york that's already called that you know or whatever you know there, there's a band in Sweden with this name, you know, yeah. and uh, so it was kind of discouraging. We thought we'd landed on something only to find out that somebody else already has that name. And uh, I mean, especially with the internet now, it is a challenge. I would challenge anyone out there to try to come up with an original band name because it's tough. Um, but I think there was a reason we had to, we had to land on this name because we had a deadline we had. And when you have a deadline, you figure things out, you know, and Maggie had really gotten very um, 
I want to say stressed out, but she was very uh, like adamant about figuring this out. And we had a week to do it. And I want to say halfway through that week, we, we went to bed one night discussing what the band should be called. And, oh, we got to figure this out. We, we've got to, we got to come to some decision like tomorrow. And anyways, you know, the divine powers above, I had a dream that night. And in the dream, we were playing a huge music festival, packed house, full of fans, and I'll never forget, like, I look at the backdrop behind us and it says the Imaginaries. And I woke up from the dream and I said, I think I know what the band's called. She goes, what? I said, the Imaginaries. She goes, oh my God, I love it. Write it down. It was like three in the morning or something. So she wrote it down and we revisited it when we woke up the next day. And I go, what do you think of that band name? She goes, I love it. That's it. You know, yeah. so we just went with it. I think a lot of it was like, we were having to use our, our vision. We were having to use our imagination. And maybe somehow in all that, my brain just combined those two words. But I feel like it fits us very well. You know, it fits. It, we're just, you know, we're driven people. Uh, we're creative people. and Visionaries. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we felt like the name really embodied, like, what we wanted the brand of the band to be, which is you know, being on an adventure and on a journey together and kind of this, you know, positive, uh, exciting yeah. experience. And so uh, we just, we went with it and it's been such a good decision. We love the name and and uh, so glad that it came to Shane in that dream. <laughs> Well, that's it. Sometimes it, all it takes is just one dream and you've got it. You've got it there. Absolutely wonderful. Really, really cool. Now, right at the start, we were talking about like, the cover art and how it was James that did the did the actual cover art for it, James Lopez. And he's a Disney character, you know, designer. Now, Yeah, he he is a Disney animator and he's... He's done some incredible work. He has his own project right now called Hullabaloo. He he is amazing. He's one of very few hand-drawn animators left in the industry. And uh, he lives in Glendale, California. And we met him and his family over a decade ago. And we've collaborated with him on lots of things. And he's... Uh, drawn posters for us for shows and we actually have his artwork hanging in our house uh, and he's just a great guy a great friend and so talented you can check out his his work at jameslopezanimation.com now we talk about websites you know people go to yours you know theimaginariesband.com but first i want to ask if you had to choose a disney character that represented you who would it be Oh, wow. I love Disney movies. And um, I always thought growing up that I, I, I really resonated with Belle <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast. Really? Um, yeah, I, I did. And maybe, I guess, maybe a lot of that is because of the fact that we both have brown hair and brown eyes. Um, <laughs> but I... Love Beauty and the Beast, um, and I loved, I love how I think I am a lot like her in that you know 
her um, environment she grew up in, they expected her to be a certain way. And, and she, you know, she liked to read and she likes to be innovative and do things differently. And I think I, I could always relate to that. Um, growing up, you know, my family is super supportive of me um, growing up, but sometimes people would be like, huh, interesting. She's a little odd. She does things a little different. So I can definitely relate in that sense. Um, Shane, I don't know if you know Disney characters enough to say that you relate to one. Do you have, have one that comes to mind? (laughs) Gaston or Beast. Uh, Always. It's kind of funny that you say that because I always like, will say goofy stuff. Like I'll sing the song from being the beast and I'll point Maggie as beauty and me, the beast, you know, (laughs) I don't really know. Um, Maggie's Maggie. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yourself, go. I was just saying, um, you know, I don't... My recollection of all the Disney stuff is, like, once I watch it, I forget it. <laughs> so, at the t- on the top of my head, I'm not even thinking of any Disney characters, but maybe Goofy, because I'm kind of silly. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's great. I can see that. That's great. I mean, is it, is I mean, really, like, honestly, like, I am... I, you know, I take I take music seriously, yeah. but I don't take my life seriously. I love to have fun. I love to joke with people. Like that's one of the, the things that I really get joy out of. Like I, in, you know, when I meet people and I really like them, I nickname people. You know what I mean? I give them nicknames, silly things. You know, yeah. and I just think that's fun to do. I think it. I think it. It, it makes people laugh. It makes people smile. And you know, life's serious enough as it is. Let's have fun. You know. Exactly. Finally, people. Uh, you know following the same kind of like mentality that I tried to do, you know, end of the day, we've got one life, live it, just have fun. You know, there's time to be serious and there's times to, you know, have a joke. You know, it's about that fine balance and we should always be taking the fun side over the serious side. Mm-hmm. Agreed 100% because, you know, it could all end tomorrow. And it's like, you know, if you think about it, really, we put a lot of effort and energy and, and we let things that really don't matter that much stress us out. You know what I mean? And so let's just chill and have fun and, you know. Be like Goofy. Exactly. Be silly. <laughs> Be, Be like silly. Goofy. I mean. Oh, what's funny is we actually met the guy who does the voice for Goofy. Oh, that's right. What Bill, is his name? Bill Farmer. Oh, yeah. No yeah, way. So, that was so great. Yeah. yeah. No way. That is. How, Move, how did that happen? Moved it. It was a weird podcast that we were involved in in L.A. And, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, move to Los Angeles and you never know what might happen. I mean, the people that we've, we connected with there and the experiences would, like, totally blow your mind. Like, that's a whole other podcast in itself. But one night, I mean, here's another random thing that just came to mind, which I know we're just kind of bouncing all over the place. But Maggie and I had this opportunity to play at this, this uh, like, songwriter round and, like, I got asked to get up and sing like after Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, like, wow, what, you know, where <laughs> am I at here? That, that is crazy. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how just being in random locations or just in random situations can kind of lead you down this path? I mean, we talked about it earlier with how you guys met, you know, just by that sliding door effects and things just sure. happen, but absolutely, absolutely fantastic. We need to, we need to do another yeah. one of these. We need, we need to go into so much more detail. I know we could. Now, where can we find you on social media? 
You can find us. Our our website is imaginariesbands.com and we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at Imaginaries Band. And our YouTube channel is The Imaginaries. So um, and also too, if anybody out there wants to follow like our personal pages, it's at Shane Henry and at Maggie McClure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got our personal pages and then the band page. And um, lots of music and videos to check out on YouTube and everywhere you listen to music. I mean, check out the star as well whilst you're on the website because I've just been having a flick through. And, oh, I mean, the posters, the kind of like the bracelets that you do, everything looks great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we only have a handful of bracelets left. I think we have less than 10. So <laughs> wow. they're hot, limited. Yep. I know. <laughs> Get them while they're hot. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys, for joining. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank Likewise. you so much. Thank you for having us. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to check out Christmas Town on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music from. It is such a beautiful song. And whilst you're checking that out, check out all the other music as well. I mean, we've mentioned briefly Revival. It's one of my favourite songs from the album. Absolutely sensational. Check them out and check out Maggie and Shane as well, The Imaginaries. Thank you guys for joining and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Thank you that was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.